Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Tequila sent me a note. So Steve, check out the story involving AA and the airlines. I'm talking about Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, in the past, I have represented people who got drunk driving tickets. And some of them have pled guilty. We worked out some kind of deal. And part of what happened to them afterwards, uh, they'd get punished. They'd pay fines. They may go to jail for a day or two, that kind of thing. But some of them were told they had to attend alcohol treatment. And sometimes courts will specify and say, you must attend AA. Now, I've never attended AA, but I've seen it on TV and in the movies. I've read about it. And, of course, I've had clients go through it. And there is an element of Alcoholics Anonymous that addresses a God and or a higher power that you answer to. The question is, if someone tells you that you have to go get alcohol treatment, can they mandate it to be AA? Because what if your religion or lack of one conflicts with the tenets of AA? So here's what happened. A United Airlines pilot, who was told to get treatment, was ordered to attend Alcoholics Anonymous. And he was Buddhist. He was Buddhist, and he refused to attend. And so the airline took steps against him, and now they're going to have to pay $300,000, $305,000. So from Business Insider, Ryan Hogg wrote this, United Airlines is going to pay $305,000 to a Buddhist pilot who refused to attend meetings organized by the Christian-focused Alcoholics Anonymous program. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, said in a press release that the airline discriminated against the pilot who was diagnosed with alcohol dependency on religious grounds when it failed to offer an alternative path after it refused to attend AA meetings, citing its religious undertones. Now, there are some people out there who say, Steve, you could still just attend the meetings. And just sit there. And you don't have to believe what they're telling you. But if you really want to accomplish something, and you you go someplace where something might happen that might work. So just to go there and kill the time uh, would be a waste of time. So I I can see that argument. Uh, The man who had been a pilot for 30 years lost his medical certificate issued by the FAA after his diagnosis of alcoholism. Uh, a step to regain the certification in United's HIMS Occupational Substance Abuse Treatment Program involves specifically attending AA. And, you know, I did this story not so long ago about the manager of the store who got fired because he was an alcoholic. This is, of course, happening over in England. And, and uh, he went on a drinking binge and he got fired. And <laughs> they, they made him get reinstated. Because they said the guy's an alcoholic. You know, you got to make accommodations if you can. This is a little different here. But he's objecting just to the nature of the program. There are other programs that fight alcoholism that are not AA. That is simply one of them. He objected, citing the religious aspects of AA's 12-step program, which has its origins in a Christian group, per the group's own FAQ page. Their own frequently asked questions page says this. United rejected a suggestion of using the Buddhism-based peer support group Refuge Recovery as an alternative. So he said, guys, you guys want me to take AA. I don't want to do it. It conflicts with my religion. There is a program that goes along with my religion. And can I do that? They said, no, no, no. You got to use ours. You got to use AA. The decision violated Title VII of the Civil Rights Act 1964, 
which prohibits discrimination on the basis of religion, according to the EEOC, which sued the airline on the man's behalf back in 2020. Uh, The Associated Press reported on the story back at that time. To resolve the lawsuit, United will pay the pilot $305,000 in back pay and damages and reinstate him into its HIMS program while allowing him to attend a non-12-step peer recovery program. So they, they, they are going to let him do the program that is not AA. It will also accept religious accommodations in its program in the future. So in the future, it would probably be a good thing to suggest that someone's going to get sent to AA, and you say to them, we need to send you to a treatment program. And the person says, okay. And you say, we have AA widely available. It's one of the most popular ones, if not the most popular in America. AA, have you heard of it? They, they say, yes, I have. You say, okay, is that okay? Or is there something else you'd rather do? And you let them know that you have the choice. And you can, if you want to, say, no, I don't want to do that one. I want to do this one. As long as it accomplishes the same purpose. There are people out there who are highly critical of AA and, and ask whether it does as much as people think it does. And I will tell you right now that I don't even like to weigh in on that argument. I've met people who say it saved their lives. I've also met people who say it did nothing. And I'm talking about people who went through it and said it did nothing. And so I've never gone through it. I can't speak to that kind of experience. I know they've done studies on it and so on. But the idea that you go sit in a room with a group of other people and talk about your problems candidly, frankly, openly, I can see how that would help. I can also see how there's some people out there it wouldn't help. And quite frankly, a lot of people out there can only be helped if they want the help. So if you take somebody who doesn't want to be helped and stick them in a room with anybody, it ain't going to do any good. But guess what? Got nothing else? At least you can try that. So in my experience, from what I've seen with the people I know who've gone through it, it helps some people. Uh, It doesn't help some other people. And I've never had anybody object and say, Steve, it violates my religion to the point where I, I can't attend it. I've never had anybody say it to me. But if somebody had said it to me, I would have then gone to the judge and say, look, we have a problem here because it conflicts with my client's religious beliefs. But that never came up. So employers have the affirmative obligation to modify their policies to accommodate employees' religious beliefs. That's the EEOC New York Regional Attorney Jeffrey Burstein. If they require their employees to attend AA as part of a rehab program, they must make sure that they allow for alternatives for their employees who have religious objections to AA. And I'm not even sure it's necessarily an objection. It's just simply, I belong or I follow this religion, and AA is clearly affiliated with this religion. And I know there are some religions out there which say that, you know, our religion is the right way and the rest of you are all going to burn forever. But there's also religions out there that go, no, no, no. I believe this. You believe that. Okay. You know, so I'm not sure exactly that there's that much of an objection to it. But spokesperson for United told Insider regarding the EEOC safety is our top priority and we have the highest confidence in the HIMS program Considered the gold standard within our industry for the monitoring of substance abuse, the EEOC enforces federal laws prohibiting employment discrimination. And some people are probably going to wonder, 
whether or not this is in any way uh, associated with the First Amendment. Because remember, the First Amendment contains a bunch of different clauses, one of which is your uh, freedom of religion. And it says the government cannot promote or prohibit religious practice. And so some people would say, but Steve, if they tell you that you've got to do this, that's, that's them promoting a religious practice. Except it's not the government. It's a, it's a private employer. It's, it's a company. So if this is a company telling you you've got to do this, it can violate the civil rights laws that have been passed to protect your beliefs and religions and so on. If it was the government, like let's suppose this was a government agency that said you have a problem, we're going to send you to AA, then you could object to it on First Amendment grounds. So a little bit of a different twist there, but it simply has to do with the context within which this case takes place, and that is somebody working for United Airlines, who now has to pay $305,000 to a Buddhist pilot who refused to attend Alcoholics Anonymous meetings from Business Insider. And uh, Ryan Hogg wrote it. Tequila sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. I got over my addiction to chocolate, marshmallows, and nuts. I won't lie, it was a rocky road.